Hello there everyone, Ashley Bullington and I have the one, the only Matt Diggs. A little bit different, he is not here at the moment, but he's on the f on the camera. I know, I mean, this is so weird. Like you're not sitting right next to me, Diggs. I'm like in my recliner in Parker, Texas, ready to talk the great game. Is it bad that I'm super jealous that you're at home and I'm here? Well, you're the one who's getting paid the big bucks. I'm just here to to make you look good. But Diggs, like I'm all by myself. I, I thought we weren't singing. I got that was on the list of things we were not allowed to do anymore. Well, on, well, well. I sang, okay. Okay, there you go. So Diggs, we didn't have yes. anything tonight. It's Friday. We, we don't did. have anything. So. It's it's Pottsboro against uh, Brock. That was, was last night, Daisy. But still, it was it was an amazing game. It's happened. It's done. I mean, let tell me about this game because I didn't watch it. We should have watched. I was it stuck here. It Diggs. was a game that uh, went down to the last minute. Brock uh, Pottsboro. Brock did not get stopped at any point during the game. Uh, they scored touchdowns the first five times they had the football. The sixth time they had a football, Pottsboro uh, finally got their first stop, and they finally got the lead on that. And then Brock went for the for the game, uh, and with seconds left, they threw an interception in the end zone. And Pottsboro will be going to AT&T Stadium to uh, represent the DFW area. How excited are you for this game? You seem like you're pretty excited for this Pottsboro game. It is a fantastic football game. I mean, Pottsboro and Brock, that is good times. And then when you get probably a uh, game against Grandview, uh, if the things work out there, the Zebras will have uh, Pottsboro versus Grandview for the state championship. That is DFW versus DFW football in DFW. So, hey. I, Talk about that on Houston show. Uh, I was actually talking about the Houston show because uh, something similar on the Houston show because if Westfield and Katie Taylor win, it's a Houston Houston at AT and T Stadium in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That, that probably would do very well for the ratings. But uh, one of my things uh, that I think, and I know this is going to break your heart because you are a Denton guyer supporter you are a entire fan are you really about to go against my wildcats yes <gasps> i think spring westfield how about that for a hot take what yes what well you know from what i understand and everybody in houston knows this it's supposed to be warm this week like in houston like in the 80s Ew. what's up with that that's not winter weather like I've heard it's potential during that game that they're going to have heat indexes in the 90s. Are we in December, Dicks? What is this? Is Denton Geyer prepped for that? Is Denton Geyer ready to go to Houston four hours against Spring Westfield's defense? You, you propped up their defense last their year. Their defense is so good. I think their defense has allowed, like, the most two touchdowns in a game. Like I was telling, I was telling in the Houston show that the key for Westfield will be shutting down Kendrick Cobbs. But can they really do that? Because he's so good. He is that good? But I mean, we're talking about a defense, and and we love Denton Guy on this show. This show is like we we could be the fifth quarter brought to you by John Walsh if we needed to, because we love John Walsh on this show. We love Denton Guy. We love Kendrick Cobbs. We are Eli Stowers. We love them all. But at the end of the day, even even with all of that vibes, when we look at their we look at their path this year, 
they've had a very easy playoff run. Yeah. Uh, they have not had a playoff run like Duncanville or Southlake or some of these other teams that have just been, or even Galena Park North Shore. Galena Park's mm-hmm. had a win some. Oh, they came out of the hardest district or the hardest region of them all. Katie and Atascacita having to beat them. They have been tested. Uh, and then Geyer, they got tested against Cedar Hill. And what happened? Yeah, yeah, they had to. They had to come back in the third they have a quarter. Magical comeback. They probably should have lost that game. And I mean, but it was beautiful. It times in the show on our show that when they play decent defenses to above average defenses, they don't look so well. I mean, the only thing that kept Denton Dyer from eating Cedar Hill wasn't their defense; it was their specialty. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, uh, even when they played Killer Central, remember that conversation ten weeks ago. We were really worried about that because when they played uh, Keller Central, Keller Central kept them pretty much under wraps for a half. They came out in the second half. And you have talked about it on your Houston show, and, and Spring Westfield has probably one top five defense in the state. They're extremely good. I mean, every week, week in, week out, Spring Westfield is uh, fantastic. I mean, at the most I think they had scored on them all season was 24 points to, uh, to North Shore. So can Den Geyer go to Houston, that four-hour trip on a Saturday, with that defense, and can they beat them? For me, I'm a little skeptical of it. So I think it might be the end of the line for our entire Wildcat. But that'll be 6A Division Two with no DFW football in it. It would be. And, well, we've seen that before. It wasn't there like Waco Midway against one of them size a couple of years ago. It was Cy Fair Midway, I think. Cy Fair Midway, And yeah. that was the year that Cy Fair won, 2017? I lose interest when it's not Dallas area. I mean, but it's got to be Dallas. we got to have some Denton Geyer in there. I, I, you need Denton Geyer. I, know I that need like Denton Geyer. That's your vitamin D right there. I know. I, I love Denton Geyer. I know. And you've been talking up since that Alito Geyer game week one, 16 weeks ago. I know. But... This is the time for Denton Geyer to run out. I mean, the, their game last week against uh, the Tasca, or against Tascosa, we look at it and go, wow, they completely shut them down. But Tascosa's got one of those very quirky offenses that if you get on top of it and you keep them from doing their thing, you're going to blow them out. Uh, but nobody else has been able to do that. All the credit to Geyer's defense to be able to do that. But Geyer's defense has been exceptionally average at best this year. You look against all the top teams they've played, they've given up some you know, Cedar Hill, you look at Southlake, and Southlake kind of took it to the, took, took the ringer earlier in the year. You look at Alito, you look at both times they played Cedar Hill, and now you got a Spring Westfield team that's got at least an average to above average offense, and they've got an elite. How is that guy going to do? I think it's time to get on that Westfield wagon for your your buddies in Houston. I mean, I, as much I'm, gonna, as I hate to I'm, I'm staying for the sake of the fact that I am talking about DFW. I am staying on the Geyer train. No, you're staying on the Geyer train. You're gonna, you're gonna crash and burn. Well, it's okay for Houston. For the Houston show, I was on the Westfield train. So <laughs> at least I've got, at least I've got eggs in both baskets. That's right. You can't lose that way, right? Never. Me lose? No. As long as a Houston team or a DFW team play, I'm winning. Hashtag. And I think if my 
belief system happens, you're going to have that internal battle for the stake title as the longly anticipated rematch with Duncanville and Galena Park North Shore. I don't think anything's going to keep that from happening. So you don't think Jackson Smith Ninjigba is enough to beat Rockwall or to beat Duncanville? Rockwall is 14-1 and one this year. Do you remember who they lost to? They lost to Highland Park, didn't they? Arlington Martin. Arlington Martin, okay. Well, they lost to Highland Park earlier. I guess you're right. They lost twice. They lost to Arlington Martin earlier in the year, and we we saw what Duncanville did to Arlington Martin. I mean, that was just a beating, right? And transitive theory that out, I don't think Rockwall is anywhere close. But I think if you think about it like this, though, Rockwall's kind of hit at the right time because – as Dig- as Diggsy said, and there's very there's a ton of footage on this that Rockwell doesn't win big games. They they, they don't win big games until they did, and they and won one big game in my opinion. Because I, I don't think beating Prosper or beating whatever Houston's fair team they beat uh, is is winning big games. What is Houston's fair team today? Uh, they beat Collins. Fine Collins. That's not a it's not Meeting a bad Prosper, win either. Or did they beat Klein Oak? It was Collins, I think. One of those Klein Oaks. It's one of the Klein schools. That 15-6A district was pretty darn good, though. Woodlands, the Numbold School, it's all just... Somewhere around there. All northeast. Uh, Dixie, you keep me up way too late. Um, So, so you say you're going to get that Duncanville, Galena Park, North Shore... So your so what is your prediction for tomorrow's matchup then against Duncanville Rockwall besides the fact that Duncanville is going to win? I think Duncanville's not only going to win. I think they're going to blow them out. I think what? they can play with Rockwall and play with their food and still win that game by three touchdowns. I play think with Duncan, their food, Daisy. I think Duncanville wins a forty-nine twenty-eight sort of game. But in Rockwall's defensive repertoire, it makes you think that they're going to stop Duncanville at all. This is a team that put up 50 against Southwood. Isn't Duncanville hurting a little bit, though, right now? Isn't there? I think their secondary is on, like, their third. We're talking about Rockwell's defense against Rockwell's offense. Their offense is... But if your defense can't stop a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba and Braden Locke, how do you expect it to not be, like, a 49-41 game or something like that? I mean, that's Rockwell's chance. They're going to have to make it look like the Allen game. Just completely shoot out. And, and one thing I was thinking of, and this is something you see, I think pretty much everybody's taking Duncanville universally. If this game was Duncanville versus Allen, for instance, in a hypothetical situation, wouldn't we be thinking Allen might have a chance, Allen could do this, Allen could do that? Yeah. But I don't see anybody, except unless you want to play the hypothetical uh, karma police over here, I don't think anybody thinks Rockwell's going to beat Duncanville. I mean, if they beat Duncanville tomorrow... If they beat Duncanville tomorrow, I will be giving you a phone call to where we have you on camera apologizing to Rockwell for all the mean things that you've said to them this year. And, and, and they would deserve it. And, and, and it doesn't matter because if Rockwell loses by five touchdowns tomorrow, they have redefined their program. Almost this, they got the big one against Allen. They've they got a sophomore quarterback. They've, I mean, even though they're not going to have Jackson Smith uh, coming up in the next couple of years, they got Brady Watt coming back in the next couple of years. And it seems like they've had a good receiver for like the last eight or nine years. So they've had somebody. I, I know uh, Rodney Webb will have somebody to step in. Uh, they, have, they have a running back coming back. Yeah, 
Rockwall has established themselves as a DFW elite program. And nobody can take that away no matter what happens in Duncanville. But that being said, Duncanville is historically excellent. Duncanville, and, and Duncanville has gotten into that higher gear at this And I can't see Rock, I mean, Rockwell would literally have to outscore them and probably have three, four turnovers. But, Rock, but Duncanville's offense is good enough to where they can just decide, you know what, we're not even going to throw the ball. We're just going to run the ball with Jaquindon Jackson in our running game, and we're just going to wear them out. And Rockwell could do that. I think that's one place where... I think this is a more evenly matched game than most people think because if Duncanville's secondary isn't doing as hot as they normally is is hot because they because they have guys that are injured, that's, that's all. That's, that's pretty much the entire offensive scheme of Rockwall. And then you've got Duncanville, who all they do is run. I mean, granted they can throw, but if I've got to use Jackson's or if I've got to use Jaquindon Jackson's legs or his arm, going with those legs all day. Absolutely, it'll be an interesting game. It, it will be a fantastic game. I know it sounds like you're trying to promote it. So y'all go out there to McKinney ISD Stadium, watch that fantastic be game. Be there. I won't, but be there. Fun, fantastic game. Are you gonna go? No, I've got to go. My brother's graduating college tomorrow. Or my brother, my brother graduated college tonight. He has his stuff tomorrow, so I am have family obligations. See, that's one of the fun things. I had to go be in graduation tonight, so that's why. Oh, one of the reasons fun. why you get to be here at home instead of live with you in the studio. Hi, Diggsy. It's so weird that you're not here. Okay, so Diggs, if Duncanville wins, yes. does win, win Duncan win in your book? When I'm not going to go on record saying that. So in your book, when Duncanville wins, does North Shore beat Duncanville again? Because I, I think it's Duncanville's time, and and I can say that because I'm one of the few people actually picked North Shore to win that game last year. When I looked at that matchup, I actually thought that North Shore would win, and I was actually surprised it was as close as it was, just because Duncanville had a lot more deficiencies last year. All these players that are now juniors and seniors were sophomores and juniors last year. I think they needed one more year. I think Samples needed one more year in that spotlight to get that program ready. And I think everything happens for a reason. I think the reason in some sort of football karma that what happened to uh, Coach Samples and that uh, crew last year has led them to this point. And I think that will uh, be a big intangible factor that's keeping them motivated at this point uh, to continue to play excellent football. So we have a couple more pretty big games on the docket. We've talked about Geyer. We've talked about the good old Rockwall-Duncanville game now. We've got two more big games. Alito plays tomorrow versus Cooper. And Lone Star, Denton Ryan. Let's start with Alito because I want to end on Lone Star, Denton Ryan. Okay. Because I feel like, like that's, that's going to be. We've talked about this all year, haven't we? Oh. We've been talking about that game. Just, just, I, I want to interrupt you for just a little bit because I think uh, in a statewide perspective, a lot of us are kind of penciling in. Austin Westlake and uh, Lake Travis, in, in certain variants, we think that uh, Lena Park is going to just beat Lake Travis. And a lot of people think Austin Westlake will beat Katie Taylor this week. How good are those two programs in Central Texas? I mean, we're talking about Todd Dodge over at, at Westlake and Lake Travis is consistently this far into the playoffs. Uh, you can't, uh, I think Austin Westlake is a favorite, but I don't think Lake Travis is a favorite. You can't count Lake Travis out in that Lena Park, North Shore. Uh, 
uh, game. So just something to keep an eye on those greats. Didn't Martin beat Lake Travis at the beginning of the season? What's that? Didn't Martin beat Lake Travis yeah, at the beginning Martin of the season? Yeah, Martin beat Lake Travis at the beginning. But again, Martin, Lake Travis in week 16 is a completely different animal than Lake Travis in week one. And we've seen that consistently where teams have really gotten better. Wimberley is a great example of that. I mean, this is a team My cousin played for Wimberley. Uh, so it was funny. I was actually going through some old tapes up here, and yeah. Brady Lambert was is my god brother, and he won. Him and his brother West both won state championships while they were at Wimberley. Nice. And so I had I just happened to find that tape and like send it to them. Like, oh my gosh, look what I found! You go and, and Wimberley. Well, just, Wimberley has a big game against Silsby. Uh, scores coming in at any point. You know, that could be another rematch of last year's state championship game because Fort Bend Marshall plays tomorrow, too. So it could be yes. Fort Bend Marshall. Okay, and I very much believe Fort Bend Marshall can win that game. Uh, but a Fort Bend Marshall-Alito rematch. Well, that would that'll be fun. And this year, I, I think Alito is a little less uh, well-rounded this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Most definitely. And then you've got Fort Bend Marshall, who is way more well-rounded than they were last year with Malik Hornsby Devon, and Devon A-Chain on the offensive side. And then you've got Avery Helm, who's kind of leading their defensive uh, defensive secondary. It's crazy. And Jason McClellan, we know, is not at 100%. Yeah. He's going out there, gutting it out every single week. I honestly think unless Alito gets in a bad spot, don't put Jace McClellan in. I, yeah, I think you just play. I, I think you give him the week off unless you're down at halftime. Yeah. Okay, if something like that happens, okay, maybe tape him up and, and do whatever you got to do to get to the state title. But see, you know, see how your hosses do straight up uh, against Lubbock Cooper. And even without him, I, I would still say that Alito's probably too tough to Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, they're always they're always well rounded, but I want to see that ninth state championship. Get that, uh, get that, get that, get that record ninth state championship. Nobody wants to see a ninth state championship. I do. Don't listen to Diggs. Yes, Miss Alito, Miss Hazel. Don't listen to Diggs, anybody. I want to see it. I want to see a ninth state championship. So, last but not least, then Diggs. Yes. Den Ryan. Let's go Lockhart against Den Ryan. And I'm, I'm probably the most hated person in Denton right now. This one, I've already picked against Denton Guy. No. You know what I'm going to say. You're really trying to piss Denton off. I, I think I already have. But I, at least with Denton Guy, it's fun and love because we've been on the Denton Guy bandwagon for the majority of the year. Uh, Denton Ryan, I, they've had some very pointed things to say. If you've checked out Twitter, they, they've been coming after me. 
So honestly, I feel like we this year have not talked about Denton Ryan all that much. Well, we, we, because we know that they are planning easy region, and we knew that they were going to be here. Uh, we didn't know that it could be Frisco Lone Star, it could have been Highland Park, it could have been a team like Lancaster. We didn't know who was going to come out of region two. We knew they were going to be very well-tested, uh, whoever ended up coming out of region two. But we, we could say Denton Ryan's going to make it to the state semifinals from realignment the last two years. They've had to play nobody. Uh, I think a good metaphor I can give you if you're not familiar with Ryan, you're a Frisco Lone Star fan, is probably the best team that Ben Ryan has beaten this year is probably at the Frisco Independence level, that kind of a team. And we know Lone Star beat Frisco Independence by about 40. And Ryan has been beating all the teams they've been playing by about 40 all year. Uh, yeah. So you have Ben Ryan, and we've been talking a bit. We talk about Sanders just about every week. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just don't feel like we like give them a ton of credit for how well they've performed this year. And I even last year, like I don't feel like I gave like on the warm up we gave them a ton of credit for how well they play every year. They they do play well, but they also beat teams they're expected to beat. Yeah. And uh, at some level, that's good. You have to beat the teams you're expected to beat. There are plenty of times where we see teams lose to teams that they're not supposed to be, lose to, and we're like, how did that happen? And Denton Ryan is not at that level where they're like get upset. I mean, they are just consistently four to five touchdowns better than the teams they play. But they did not schedule a very strong non-district schedule. They have in the past, but this year it's been kind of iffy. Uh, you know, the teams that they scheduled that we expected to be good, like the team really didn't, weren't as good and didn't really test them like we thought they might have tested them. And then their district it had the top and the bottom. They had Grapevine, Collierville Heritage, and Birdville. Nice teams at the bottom of that district with Denton, Carrollton, uh, Newman Smith, Creekview, and R.L. Turner. Not exactly a kind of a, a district that's going to test them. So they have won every game, but there's not been a game they've played this year that they were not more than a four touchdown favorite. I mean, they were expected to win every game they've won this year in the manner that they have. So they have met our expectations, but we have so much to talk about with a team like Frisco Lone Star, who has played five games against teams better than the best team that Ben Ryan has played. They had two wins over Highland Park. They had a very nice win over College Station. They had a great win over the Colony in the game we're still talking about, and then beating Lancaster. I mean, that, those are five games that beat Ben Ryan's best game, and they have come, overcome adversity. And against Lancaster, I saw flashes of their defense coming back. And with Denton Ryan, we just don't know what we're going to get from them because they haven't played anybody that's a 50-50 at all this year. You know what I think would be interesting? So the winner of the 6A Division One playing the winner of – or 5A Division One playing the winner of 5A Division Two. I want to see it happen. That would be fun. We could even have like a three-week tournament and have all these 10, 12 winners get have a little bracket and have like a little battle world. But at that point, we got kids playing 20 games and probably a little too much. Boo. I think, I, I think it's awesome, though, that Texas high school football, if you make it to the state championship, you've played more football than you'll play college. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's funny that we're watching all of these people – or we're watching – uh, the the NFL experts trying to talk about expanding. They're talking about expanding games for college, and everyone's up in arms about it all. Oh, yeah. And, and football is an inherently a tough game, and there are so many programs around the area that plays 10 the games, and that's it. That's their football season. 
And you have to give credit to Denton Ryan because for the last four or five years, they have played 15 games. But they've been unable to get past this roadblock. And it's a roadblock that they have to prove to the high school football world that they can win these games. Uh, the coaching staff has to prove it to themselves. The players have to prove it to themselves. I would say three or four years ago when they beat when they played Highland Park for the first time with Spencer Sanders, they were a favorite in that game. They, we were expecting them to beat Highland Park by two or three touchdowns, and then they could do it. Uh, so Den Ryan has to prove something to the high school football community, and it'll be a fun opportunity. It'll be an opportunity for them to succeed. I don't think they are. I'm going to take Frisco Lone Star in this game by nine points. But nine? Denton Ryan, nine points. Okay. Two, two scores. I think there's, there'll be a two-point conversion that's gone wrong, something there, and this extra point in Frisco Lone Star will, will do something to get it to a nine-point uh, advantage. But I think that Denton Ryan loses this game by two scores. I think it'll be a good game back and forth. I think it'll be kind of like the Lancaster game where Den Ryan or where Frisco Lone Star is up on them in the third and fourth quarter. Den Ryan is trying to play catch-up, and they can just never I think it'll be an interesting game to watch regardless. I don't think it's going to be some big blowout game that people that I've I've seen some people predicting or saying because um, I definitely <laughs> I think it's going to be a good game though. I, I honestly Denton Ryan's defense like when I went and watched their that game in per, uh, that game most most recently in person their defense was so good uh, and offensively it just every time you turn around there's another weapon or there's another person getting the ball. But they're beating bad teams. Yeah. And, 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 or, you can't say Collierville Heritage is a bad team. You can't say Burnville is a bad team. They're beating above-average teams. But they have not done this to an elite team. And Frisco Lone Star has played some elite teams. You know, doing it to twice to Highland Park tells you all you need to know. Because they had the heart of a champion, and they had to put them down at AT&T. They were able to put them down at at So I know you're small school Digsy. I know Brock and Pottsboro – Pottsboro was the game that you were watching on Thursday. Uh, are there any other small schools that you would like to discuss with us, Dixie? Well, on Thursday, a French DFW team lost. Valley View lost a post, so we're a little sad about that. Wanted to make them there. Uh, we wanted to find them to the playoffs. Uh, Gunter, they'll, they'll be playing Canadian. Uh, we're waiting for scores to come in. Uh, I think Canadian is probably going to be a favorite in that game. Uh, and of course, uh, Grandview Olympic Pros will be able to uh, beat Columbus. Columbus, a team in your neck of the woods, Houston. Side. I know. I I actually did a preview for that, and I had to talk about it on the on the warm up for them. I was like, oh, the zebras. The zebras. It, did you have any insight into Columbus, knowing me knowing nothing about Columbus? Uh, so they have a they have a running back. His name's Tyree Simchick, and I know that they say the the. Quality of players aren't always as good in the lower in the lower tiers of football. But this kid is a hoss. Like you give him the ball, and there will either be a touch, there will be a touchdown, no matter where he is on the field. Um, I mean, he's just like he just runs through people and runs hard. He's a he's a solid running back, like something that you want to see from a running back. He just gets in there. He doesn't matter. He reminds me a little bit of a little bit of EJ Smith. Just gets in there, not scared to get hit, and goes right at you. You know, and, and we, we, we're still fresh off Jordan Whittington's performance at Quero. And if, if you get those small schools, a player can make a big difference like that yeah. uh, in those kind of football games. So that will definitely be something for Grandview. But, I mean, we're talking about a Grandview team who won state last year and everybody just about.
I mean, I just like that. I just like their big blow up that they have, the big zebra. The zebra with the head hanging. Yeah, that's kind of my favorite blow up I've ever seen in my life. You should see the Lake Worth That's an interesting one as well. So I played Lake Worth in high school. They were. They were. They yes. Well, unless it's changed in the last 10 years. Diggs, I've been out of high school for 10 years this next year. Well, you're, you're old. I mean, that's hey! Old. You're real old then. Uh-oh, you're pointing out that I'm in trouble. Yes. Pointing uh, at you at the camera. But state championship football, and then you're stuck talking about basketball by yourself. Well, speaking of basketball, Glenn Smith is on next with us. He's the, the founder of HoopFest. But, Digsy, I can't believe it. I only have you for one segment this week. But I'll see. We'll be back in person at AT&T next week, though. We will see about we're gonna, all that. We're going to be at AT&T. We'll see about all that. Might be on Skype. Find out. You don't want to You don't want to come to AT&T with me? We'll find out. Wow. There, there, there's, stuff, you know, Digsy. media credentials. I'll get you a credential. Everybody says that, but I don't want to take credentials away from you won't take it away from anybody. We have four shows here. <laughs> you know, you're going to put me on sports. I'm going to put you on stars or something. Sports stars. <laughs> Not dig sports stars. What are you and Glenn Rice going to talk about? I, I'm curious. Oh, no, 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 no. Glenn Smith. Glenn Smith. What are you and Glenn Smith going to talk about? We are going to talk about all the things that happen around Texas high school basketball, not just DFW. We're going to talk about Houston. We're going to talk about so many fun things, but we will be back with that right after these messages. Bye, Diggs. Don't forget to catch our extended coverage of the high school football season each week on the warm-up presented by your local North Texas Geico agents. We will get you ready for all the action this Thursday on all our social media outlets. Watch Inside High School Sports to catch this week's MVP, brought to you by GiveMeTheVin.com. These MVP athletes make it look easy, just like GiveMeTheVin.com makes it easy to sell your car. Here with the founder of the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, Glenn Smith. Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well, and yourself? I'm good, thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the fifth quarter. We are so excited that basketball season is tipping off. Uh, you kind of have a different perspective as you get to see teams not only from DFW, but all over the country. Um, but talk about talking about Texas high school, high school basketball, who are some of the teams that you have seen so far this season or that you're really looking forward to watching this season? Oh, well, you have to start off with the reigning state champion, Duckerville High School. Uh, a lot of people thought they may have been a one-hit wonder, but they've definitely reloaded. They're really, really playing well. They've bought into what David Peavy is uh, teaching, and they're probably one of the most solid teams, not only in the state, but in the country. Uh, you also have uh, to look at as well. They're playing really good basketball. I mean, these, we, we got to go to some games in the past couple of weeks, and seeing some of these teams, they're just – Phenomenal. These boys, these high school, what you would think of high school boys, they look like grown men playing. Are there any players around the DFW area that you've seen that you're just, that you're really, they're really excited to watch them grow over the next year or that you think they're going to have a breakout year? Um, I would have to say that there's a kid over at Kimball High School who's a sophomore. Uh, his name is uh, Ontario. 
I can't recall his last name right now, but he really had a really good showing at the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest this year, and he really hasn't let up. Uh, he has a chance to be really, really special uh, as long as he just kind of stays straight, uh, stays humble, and just continues to get better. He could be the next out of BW. So one of the things that we've kind of noticed is that um, the it's hard, it, the talent around DFW and in Houston uh, is so good. Uh, you know, you thought it dropped off after the players like Jaden Smith, RJ Hampton, and, and all of those guys went on to the next level. Um, but you're, you're starting to see some players really start making them names, their names for themselves. Who are some of those players in your book since you get to see players, since you get to see some of the top, the top talent that there is? Uh, Harrison Ingram over at St. Mark's is really, really blossom. Uh, he had a really good showing against uh, Jalen Green at the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, uh, where he uh, got an offer from Penny Hardaway at the University of Memphis. Uh, and he's really skyrocketed. Um, I would also say um, Mike Miles over at Lancaster. He's really starting to come into his own. Um, he'll sign late, uh, which is really to him which is really going to make him really, really uh, a priority for a lot of people because there's not a there's always a market for a big point guard real late in the uh, recruiting season. Are there any Houston area teams that you've seen that you're kind of impressed with so far? I know we've talked a lot about DFW, but are there any there are there any Houston area teams that you've just been really impressed with so far? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, Morton Ranch uh, with LJ Cryer. He's really been scoring the ball really well. He's committed to Baylor. Um, he's probably one of the most exciting guards uh, in the state right now, as well as Dickinson. They have Trayvon Mark. Uh, once they get everyone eligible, uh, Houston Yates is probably one of the most exciting teams in the state as well. Um, you know, it, it's been interesting to watch how sports have developed from when I was in high school 10 years ago to now. How have you seen the high school basketball uh, just kind of field change over the years? Uh, it's become, well, in Texas in general, it's become more of a hotbed for all college recruiters. Like, Normally on each staff in the country, they have at least one guy that they have to have Texas ties to because one, Texas is so big, and then there's so many guys that go under the radar that have been able to not only go to mid-major schools throughout the country, but also to make an impact. I think one that kind of jumps off at the page is C.J. Massenburg. Nobody in the state recruiting him, but he goes to Buffalo and two-time player of the year uh, at the University of Buffalo, and they made a really good run in the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, so it's it's cool. We were before we had started the camera. We we were kind of talking about the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. Um, that's become a very big event. Talk about some of these tournaments and not only the chance for these players to get the reps playing before district starts and before season starts, but getting in front of these college coaches that they might not normally be able to get in front of. I think high school teams playing in high 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 level high exposure events are almost a must these days. Uh, because once they get into their district, a lot of the better teams, uh, they're, they're the big fish in their district, and then they'll just run through district. So playing in, in events such as the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest or the Whataburger uh, term, uh, Tournament, it gives them the opportunity to play against top-tier uh, quality competition to prepare them for a deep run in the playoffs as well as making it to state. Uh, a couple more questions and then I'll let you go. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you, but are there any dark horse teams in the DFW area and in the Houston area that you think people should look out for? Uh, Richardson High School in, um, in Dallas. Uh, they, they jump off at the page automatically. They probably have 
the most exciting young backcourt in the country uh, with Rylan Griffin and Cason Wallace. Uh, both those guys are sophomores. Um, they remind me of the old Horton days. Uh, I'm sorry, the old uh, Horton brothers uh, at Cedar Hill. Uh, out of Houston, I would have to say Seven Lakes. Uh, they have a really Seven good Lakes. team. They, uh, they've been playing pretty well here lately. Uh, they normally sneak up on a couple people, and I think they're 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 primed to make a really good run in the playoffs. Awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to add or want people to know about the uh, Texas high school basketball scene that's coming up on us for Inside High School Sports very very soon? Uh, the Texas basketball is up there with any other state. You know, uh, we're, we are known to uh, be a football state, but we've really produced some some really good players. If you look in the past 10 years, the state of Texas has had at least uh, two McDonough All-Americans uh, come out of the state, if not just DFW in particular, uh, as well as, you know, we've had three guys in Dallas alone that skipped college and went straight pro with R.J. Hampton, Terrence Ferguson, and Emmanuel Moutier. I think that now people are really starting to take – Texas as a state serious in basketball because of the talent that we produce and the consistency of the talent that um, we have produced. Awesome. Glenn, well, thank you so much for joining us on the fifth quarter. We will be right back after these messages. The inside story is driven by your North Texas Honda dealers. Right now, they can help you get great deals on award-winning Hondas. It's their job to be helpful, so stop by your local helpful Honda dealer today. And we are back, and we have my best friend, the wizard, finally back with us. And I don't have to carry a round of cell phone and walk into your office. I actually got exactly. you on set with me. It's a very long walk over here. She's lucky to get me there. For a big guy like myself, I don't like walking too much. Well, she has Wiz. To come to me. Wiz. Yes. We're almost there. Me. That is true. State's right around the corner. State is right around the corner. For some teams, they're already there. For others... We won't know till, till tomorrow. How excited are you for state next weekend? Pretty excited, guy. It's going to be a nice, real crowded. <laughs> you, you're actually going to go out. I'm going to be there. She's not going to be stuck in this room. She'll be there with us. Yes, so I am. It's going to be some good stuff. We should have some good representatives from DFW. I'm looking forward to seeing who wins tomorrow. I know you guys probably talked. We talked all up and it. down about tomorrow. You want to know my predictions? Yes. So you don't have to sell yes. me out on Twitter. I'll tell you my predictions. <laughs> yes, take hers. his predictions. He's not going to be saying my that Highland Park speeding Lone, Lone Star. Star. By the way, they only lost in overtime. Dang. Oh, she makes it sound like it was the biggest mistake pick of all time. It was. It was huge. Lone Star, I got you winning now. How about that? I got Alito winning. I have Duncanville winning. And Denton Guy win. So I, we got four teams going to state as far as I'm concerned. But who knows how it's going to play out. But you will see the highlights uh, tomorrow evening, 6.30. I mean, I might have Rockwell what? winning. But Do you have Rockwell winning? I think I have Rockwell beating, beating Duncanville. It could be a good game. Y'all come after her. Yeah, come after me. But <laughs> I don't think they beat North Shore if North Shore makes it. Yeah, North Shore looks like they're on North New level, man. I don't, I, I don't even North know. North Shore looks like a college team exactly. almost. I'm not even sure Duncanville wants to mess with them, to be honest with you, except for the revenge factor. If they don't get healthy quick, I don't even know if they want to mess with them. So, Wiz, how has this season been? What have been? We're gonna we're kind of wrapping up the season. Next week's gonna be all state all the time, so we really don't have That's as much true. extra time to talk. Um, but what have been some of your favorite moments as the producer I, of Inside I'll High School Sports? I tell you what, we talk about. We've had. I've talked about this with people here. We've had years where we had two, three quarterbacks that are amazing, and we've had years that we've had 
three to five running backs that are amazing. But this is this year with the two receivers, Mims, Smith, Nigjigba. I don't think we've had another year where we had two unbelievably dynamic. They they they're playing like top five in the nation in our same area where you, they're almost unguardable. You, they you put two on them, they'll outrun them, they'll find their way to open. It to me, it's just amazing to have two receivers, and we're gonna. They're still playing. It's not like they're done after the regular season. We're now in the state semis and still playing. So these are guys you guys need to see, especially if they make it to state. If you catch these two on the biggest stage with, with the national media looking in on it, uh, I don't even know what kind of show they're going to put on. But that's what I've enjoyed the most, going out and covering those two guys and, and just just the plays they make despite being double, triple teamed all the time. I'll just say one of the things, I was telling Diggs about this, but one of the things that I've found most enjoyable about this season is that, I mean, besides Alito, obviously, but besides the Alito factor, the teams that are making it to state, the teams that are playing in these state semifinals aren't teams that you always see. They're not teams that you're like, oh, that's the top team all the time, winning state, sorry, Highland Park. but that's not the top team that you see all the time doing that kind of stuff. Right. And to me, I think that's quite, I think that's pretty amazing that like this season alone, my second season here, what, what? Right. Uh, it's not, it's not the normal, typical everyday who you would think in the state semifinals. And it's not like the teams that they've gone through had off years. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like Diggs always likes to say, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, Rockwell beat the man out in a two point conversion. Lone Star beat Dunk, uh, Highland Park in overtime. These are the teams that gave them competition, and they just proved they were just that much better than them. It's not like these teams had down years; they just got beat by a better team this year. And it's yeah. a different team, and I agree with you. It's 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 cool kind of seeing different teams go in there. That's why I kind of, I mean, Duncanville has a, was in it last year, but it's not like they have a perennial list of of games, state championships games, one way after another. But if Rockwell made it, it'd be kind of cool just to see that team. They haven't been in since I think. So, uh, a viewer told me 87, 1987 was the last I time. I wasn't born then. Yeah, she was just a whatever she was, a thought. I, was a, I wasn't even a oh, wait, thought. I, I, I wasn't even a thought. A thought. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> what the heck? I'm using the slang the kids use on the street. I don't even know what that means. Don't Please don't tell me. Don't I don't need it, to know. Don't Let me tell you what else is on the show, uh, best friend. Perfect. We have a piano playing maniac. You know what? She edits right next door to me. And I had her singing Bohemian Rhapsody all day yesterday just because Garrett Rangel from, uh, from Flo- Flo- Frisco Lone Star is an accomplished pianist, and he's going to show, show off his skills in the show this week. He uses it to kind of decomp- decompress after a long day of being the quarterback of the number one team in 5A in the state. And he'll go up and play and just get his mind off of things. And we, we were running his video left and right, and poor actually had to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody probably a thousand times in one day. And then I cut a preview for it. That's right. That was great. So we'll have that. We'll have a flashback that Duncanville fans won't want to see because it's of last year's Hail Mary North Shore game. But it was a great moment that happened in the last 25 years. A tremendous game. Panthers aren't going to want to see it, so kind of turn away for a second. And then we have our – but then you want to turn right back in because they have Offensive Player of the Year who could be from Duncanville. We don't know. Hmm. Who could it be? I will tell you, we went on site to do this story, and they have an amazing gym at whatever place we went to. Hmm. Hmm. So that would be some good stuff. And I'm actually working on our 25th year special, which will air three times, the first time on the 21st at 5 o'clock, and then two other subsequent times. It's good stuff, man. I love going through all the history. I know you've gone. She's helped me out over the whole summer 
digging through all the tapes that we had because we had a tapes. lot of tapes. Tapes. It'd be easier if it was all on a computer, but we weren't like that back then. We had to put we had to put this big VC like VCR looking thing in my office to make sure all of these tapes got people? it. No, VCR? none of them know what a VCR is. <laughs> but we dug through the tapes and you're gonna see some crazy stuff that we had over the past twenty five years. It's it's good to look back at these things. We're super excited for that award's been working so hard on it. Um, but Wizzy, thank you for joining me. I've missed no you so problem. much. I'm back. The Waco kid's off the trail. I'm off the trail. Well, that's all we have for tonight's episode of the fifth quarter. So excited that everyone got to join me. I hope you enjoyed this very special edition with basketball, football, and the wizard. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. We will see you tomorrow night on Wingstop Inside High School Sports at 6.30 p.m. on ABC5. With who, Paul Jones? Paul Jones.